Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down Podcast, baby! I am Irish Tightness, 2,595 followers on Twitter, at Irish Tightness, my brother to my left, ND McFly, where you at, son? That was cold, man. That was cold. <laughs> I have 900- Speaking of cold, you sound a little stuffy there, my man. I, I am. So first off, every single year this happens at least once, where my voice will it'll go down Okay, and I had to read in church, too, so my voice went down, right? And I'm just like, a reading from Deuteronomy. I, mean, I hope you're at least doing Old Testament if so, you're going, exactly. going low. Right, so I'm, I'm almost as low as you, maybe. Um, followers, I'm not. I'm like at 909, but, you know, I mean, there was like, it was like almost 70. There was like a 70 follower increase since the last thing. Okay. But, but, you know, I just had this thought. It's election day, night now, it is. right? And we we went totally high road versus other podcasts this year, and we should have had an all out smear campaign like some of these commercials, you know, well, I against was, some of the other podcasts. I was so here's the deal: we should have been dragging everybody else through the. Mud. I was listening to a political podcast uh, earlier today, actually, in fact, and the guy was basically commenting about how someone that he had never heard of was trying to start a little bit of you know dirt you know start a little drama with him uh-huh. and he was going through how this it's a political strategy of punching up in other words if you're a nobody and you're trying to make a name for yourself you go pick a fight with someone that people know everybody's like eh? Eh? who's this guy right so you're punching up for us like as Ralph a Nader. for us as a podcast there's no one to punch up to we are the single best Notre Dame podcast on planet earth so who do you go after that's true i mean there's maybe one or two people that have been doing it longer than us if that i don't know man we've been going since 2000 and well it was before kelly was hired and he's near nine um i mean there's some people who do this as a quote-unquote profession who have more access than us but nobody sounds better than this that's very true nobody 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 speaks the truth like we do that's for damn sure maybe we'd have to be national then maybe we should just go after some like flagship you know some ESPN college football show. I mean, maybe I don't it's even time know for us any to of them. That, I don't watch yeah. ESPN, so I don't know. No, well, I don't, I don't know what they are either, but, you know. <laughs> do you think, though? PTI I mean, do we, do we need a smear? I mean, who could we smear? No. At, the, at this point, all the other podcasts are like the Libertarian or Green Party candidates. That's like, hey, that's cool, you know, but you're going to get, what, max 8%. And you're probably just going to ruin it for somebody else, but you're not oh, winning anything. Oh, come on now. None of those arguments. Well, what, hitting too close to home? <laughs> now we're on a political podcast, you know? I just I just thought we missed the chance to be like, you know, Irish Illustrated brings completely inaccurate facts. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't I haven't listened to any any other show in a long time. That's and, fine. And that includes our boy Bray, who I like. I've I've been busy, man. I don't even have time to listen to no, this damn show. I completely agree. In post and uh, and our record speaks for itself. 
So speaking of records, Notre Dame's nine and zero. Jeez, nine, nine and zero. Brian Kelly two po- nine. I, I put out a tweet earlier. Nine times. Um, I was just thinking about the 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 Miami meltdown in 2017, and then I saw on Twitter some you know mm-hmm. somebody had made some comment about Mark Richt. I went and looked at it, and and since Mark Rick depantsed Brian Kelly forty-one to eight, I think it was, and and that's what it was. It was the depantsing. Yeah, Miami is six and seven since that point in time. Notre Dame's eleven and one. That's bizarre. That's insane. And the running game really hasn't been good since then, or not, not to the degree that it was going into that game. It's well. That's it. Says a lot more about Miami almost than Notre Dame. I mean, well, it's, dude, it's, Notre Dame's eleven and one. That says plenty about Notre Dame. Yeah, no, you're not wrong there. I just think there was a time when I thought, man, am I, is Miami like totally back? The turnover chain, and then everybody else is mimicking with their turnover props and everything. It's like you haven't heard of Miami for minimum of six weeks. You know, it, it, it is. It's just crazy. They kind of fell off the map. But you're right. I mean, we've said it plenty about Kelly. Um, every week you know it's so funny it's like we began maybe not this season but at last season it was like we were frantically just about to slam the fire kelly button you know in we this were... really dramatic moment and then every single game is like that moment in the movie where somebody's shaking with the gun and the other person's like just calm down put yeah. it put it away and every single subsequent win has been more and more of just a just Letting go. And it's just like letting go of a lot of that. Now, I don't know if all the past sins have been erased necessarily, and maybe that's a topic for debate, but it's just everybody has stepped away from the ledge I just, so far. I just don't know at this point, like, what what do you gain by dwelling on it? And listen, I can hold a grudge with the best of them. Anybody who listens to this show knows that. Yeah. You know? Right. And and everybody was was ready to stroke Kelly off when they beat USC last year, 49 to 14. Hmm. Like, yeah, well, dude, they beat USC 49-14. Yeah. And I'm like... You can stay forever. All that does is cancel out the same fucking score. USC beat Notre Dame 49 to 14 in 2016. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, why would you go back to that? Because I'm still cancel. I'm still, you know, rectifying debts here. I'm still looking for reconciliation and to be made whole for a lot of, you know, bad stuff that happened in 2016. Yeah, no doubt. I hold a lot of negativity towards Charlie Weiss for 2007, you know? Yeah, that ain't coming back. No, um, you're no, not. I, you're not getting those wins. But, back. but but at this stage, I mean, I just don't know. It's like, look, we've said it a hundred times. Yeah, I thought the guy should have been fired. You go four and eight in Notre Dame, you, unless it's your first year or something major happened, you should yeah. be fired. He wasn't the guy. The guy's now what? Uh, what his records up to at this point? Nine plus. He's nineteen and two or some shit. That's insane. It, well, and you know this whole Kelly two narrative, whether it's really true or not, has completely it's helped. Right? It totally helps you to say this is a new person. Okay, we've talked. We've we made a lot of alliterations on this podcast. The Saul to Paul conversion. It's the only way to think of it and make it make have it make any sense to you at all. Is you have to believe that at some point he had a come to Jesus moment and and remade himself into Kelly 2.0 and that's the explanation like it's well, the, it he's hiring he's hiring coordinators that aren't his buddies well that's true he's he's no longer locked into to every single person being a crony no I mean not saying that there's not some I guess nepotism is not really the right word but there are still guys on the staff that are his quote-unquote pals 
Yeah. But Clark Lee and, and Chip Long are those two are are not. And I don't think the strength guy I don't think Bayless had any ties to Kelly prior to, maybe, but so those are big deals. And he's let him coach by and large. So, you know, now that doesn't change the fact. I mean, look. Brian Kelly, they mentioned uh, before the Northwestern game, Notre Dame was victorious, by the way, 31-21. We should probably mention that. Yeah. but uh, Most they, people have that information. Yeah, they did say before here, the, the game, though, Notre Dame was 7-10 and 10 in November in the last four years. Womp, womp, .412. Now, if you want, and, uh, now uh, they did win, so they would be 8-10, and 10, which is point. Four, four, point four, five, point four, four, something. Um, Brian Kelly, two point If you want to look at at that, uh, since twenty sixteen is now three and two in November, so he at least has a winning record. But do you feel like Notre Dame is peaking down the stretch here? Because there were points points of the Pittsburgh game, there were points of the Navy game, there were points in this game where you don't think Notre Dame looks like. People have said that oh no, Brian Kelly's had a championship con- championship caliber, a playoff caliber team in 2012 and 2015 and 2017, and now again in 2018. But is that ac- actually accurate? I mean, they could make. I, I get it. Bama is going to destroy everyone this year. But down the stretch, okay, they finally. He's Brian Kelly 2.0 has a winning record in November. But they're not really peaking. I mean, they are giving people ammunition to say Michigan looks better, are they not? Totally. No, they totally are. And that's the thing is that it's almost like you can't you can't plot Notre Dame on any sort of linear timeline or trend line, if you will, in terms of peaking. We talked about this when when Colin Cowherd kind of blasted Notre Dame and said they peaked against USC, and we all took it. You know, we all we were all a little salty about that because maybe it was just too, that was last year. Yeah, maybe it was too yeah. too close to home. Um, I I do contend that environment-wise and quality of opponent, that there was no better performance this year than Stanford. I maintain that. Um, Stanford had, and even though Stanford changed their complexion as the season went on, I don't hold that against Notre Dame. I, that's one thing about college football that drives me insane. I also don't think that Notre Dame's victory against Michigan, I know you were very high on that game. I don't think that game becomes that much sexier because Michigan is now just like, pistol whipping everybody in the Big Ten. Good for them, right? Now, Michigan is a team that is peaking. They have shown a linear upward trajectory, right? They got the prices right Mountain Dude going on this year. And I mean, and more power to them. Now, that was a team that was had to figure themselves out as the season began. Um, but to me, Notre Dame, which was something we talked about this year, was a binary situation. It was Brandon Wimbush and then and then Ian Book. And Notre Dame was two different teams. They showed a little bit of the first look for the first couple games. They had a nice win against Michigan. But Notre Dame became a different team with Ian Book. And all the other games, to me, are essentially the same. They they played extremely well against Wake Forest, but who cares? They played very, very well against Stanford. I don't think they've beaten that. I think you get a little credit for Vatek because of environment. You know, and I do think Northwestern is a more peppy, spoil the party type of team, you know, yeah. than anybody else they've played. They're better than Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh had a great strategy, you know, which we talked about. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. Kelly's not like that. It's a very grinded out, he's a very situational, what's happening today type of coach. And we just don't see that week to week change, which is, I suppose, frustrating. Um, but the thing about it, the funny thing about it this year, and I'll, I'll throw this question back to you, is there really anywhere 
higher that Notre Dame could be. I mean, I feel like they're executing pretty well for who they have, short of another talent that's not on the field, which we got with Williams and Book. That was the only difference yeah. in Notre Dame. You add Book and Williams, was, it's like, what is missing? I was thinking, what else could Notre Dame do? Yeah, I was thinking about this the other night, actually. Um, the, I think the thing that's missing for this team right now is just a home run deep ball guy. You know, not only the quarterback's ability to connect on those passes, because it just seems like whether it's Wimbush or Book, they're all overthrown, but also someone that's like Will Fuller game breaker speed. Because I was trying to think of like, what's Brian Kelly's actually, what's actually been his best team? I don't know. I mean, look, the 2015 squad lost to Ohio State. They lost to Clemson. They lost to Stanford. I think those were their three losses. And those were like the three good teams that they played. And it's not exciting that they have to beat Virginia on an overtime, you know, Hail Mary. But um, but they had home run capabilities with Will Fuller. I mean, he was just like, damn, dude, he can he can do it. And they kind of have that with Dexter. But, man, I don't know. I, I think the lines are sort of regressing, especially the offensive line. The run game has just not been very good. The last couple weeks has just not been that good. I mean, Notre Dame ran against Northwestern for a hundred and let me pull up the box score here. They they ran for 121 yards on Northwestern. Dexter Williams, 20 carries for 56 yards. It's just not, I mean, 50 of those are Ian Book. So if you pull out the quarterback, they ran for 150 yards on 25 attempts or something like yeah. that. It's not, that's not good, man. They, they just seem like the line was getting pushed around. Northwestern, I don't think, you know, Pittsburgh's D-line was definitely, definitely all over Notre Dame's offensive line. Northwestern seems so too. Notre Dame's D-line is really, really good. We know this. Everybody, all the guys that play against them talk about how good they are. But it's it's weird that they seems like they go the entire game where the some of the last few games where they just they're not really present. And then all of a sudden it's the final drive when push comes to shove and their opponents trying to mount their final attempt at, at you know, winning or, or making it close. And then the D-line finally comes up. Maybe that's a function of Clark Lee finally dialing up pressure at the very end, you know, when he has to. I, I don't know but um yeah man i'm a little concerned i'm a little concerned with the line play here down the stretch um but back to your original like does it matter here's the thing and this is what's this is what's unfortunate about this year it really doesn't matter i mean dude alabama is so good yeah they're so good it doesn't really matter and i don't even I don't even know if it's fair to criticize, you know, if, if let's say Notre Dame wins out, which if you've been following the show, we've been telling you uh, team rankings, we've been updating you on this. Notre Dame had a huge jump after playing Northwestern. They're now 46.5% chance of going undefeated per team rankings. Their lowest uh, odds of winning is uh, Syracuse at 71%, then it's 72% USC and 94% Florida State. Uh, their highest probability record at this point is undefeated, twelve and zero. Yeah, bizarre. Forty six and a half percent of going twelve and zero, forty percent of eleven and one. So they got an eighty percent chance of only having one loss regular season. So let's say they win out. I mean, it looks like they should, you know. And 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 does it even matter? Does it even matter if they are peaking? I mean, there's and and and. If they get to a playoff, and the playoff rankings should be coming out here momentarily, so we're we're going to talk on that too. We're purposely pushing the show back here till Tuesday night, so we can we can comment on this. But 
So I'm, you're saying everybody already it, knows that Alabama's the hundred, and we're here talking it about doesn't even, yeah. Notre Dame's playing a seventy-eight. Should they be an eighty? And we're like, whether Alabama's they 100. peak or not, I mean, there's no reason that they should lose. And I guess we got to, you know, you should be happy for that. If if you had a, a it's not a cupcake schedule, but it didn't really didn't pan out to be murderer's row or anything. Let's be honest. Okay. Yeah. So you got a schedule in front of you. They did not shit the bed, assuming they went out. And God, I hope they do. But you know, you didn't shit the bed at all. You didn't yeah. look great at times, but this is the problem that Brian Kelly and Notre Dame have had for so many years, and why and every Weiss and everybody else. They've had so much more talent. Look at 2016. They yeah. had enough talent to win nine games on talent alone. And at least in a game like Northwestern or Navy or Pitt or Ball State or pick one where you feel like Notre Dame didn't look like they were humming on all cylinders in all three phases of the game. Don't even get me started on Brian Polian. Um Ooh. They were able to at least beat those opponents on nothing more than than just sheer talent and executing a pretty basic game plan at times. Yeah, and I think a lot of people out there might be, you know, people that might have a little bit of wool over their eyes or maybe frustrated that everybody's like, great, you know, quit pushing and shoving to be first in line to get, you know, smoked in the face by Alabama. You know what I mean? And, and I think that that's what's going to happen, but... When all we're doing is looking at the information, you know, we everybody saw that what Tua threw his first interception, you know, this past weekend, and I think everybody's jumping very quickly over Clemson. I know, oh, dude, Cle- I know, Louisville's a team that's down. Look, people, Clemson ran for four hundred and ninety what four hundred ninety one yeah. yards. Yeah, well, that's right. being, a being Gorder defense. I mean, come on. Even so, look, <laughs> Clemson people, 500 yards, okay? That's how far Clemson ran. Like, get on a treadmill and run, you know, 0.33 miles. And just, you know, for those of you that aren't runners, okay, and see how long you can go, just ratchet up and then have somebody chasing you. That's how far Clemson ran in one game. They scored 77 yeah. points against a Power 5 school that, again, is down. But, I mean, on what planet do you see Notre Dame scoring seven, well, Clemson, 77 I mean, there's seven a, yeah, I mean points. look, I, Clemson could beat Bama if things went right. If they played Notre all their cards Dame right, they totally would, could. It would be an absolute, I mean, it would be an absolute miracle. It would be a divine, it would be an act of God or for an, Notre in, Dame. Or a serious injury yeah, in, right, intervention or two, with Alabama. Yeah, right. It's, I mean, something major, right? So, but here's the deal. I mean, anybody that's been with the show for a long time, we, we talked about the death bucket game, okay? The Alabama death bucket game goes back to a couple of years ago. We had an infestation of chipmunks here around the uh, Casa de Tightness and rigged up a little five-gallon bucket with some landscaping hose and a bunch of um, sunflower seeds and water, and you basically create the death bucket oh, whereby chipmunks look in this thing. It looks like it's full of food and juicy and awesome, and it's... Uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a cornucopia of of uh, of sunflower seeds ready to be eaten. The chipmunks walk in and they find themselves in about eighteen inches of water. They putz around for a little while and then take a little a uh, take a little aqua nap. Uh, so that's the death bucket. It's just you think this thing looks prime for just to waltz in and like, hey, life's good. I'm gonna be sitting high on the hog here. I'm gonna get fat eaten and and feel great. And then completely rug pulled out from underneath you, death bucket. Now you're stuck over your head swimming until you run out of energy and die. Okay, that's a death bucket game. That was what Notre Dame playing Alabama in 2012 was. We thought, 
oh man, we haven't given up only a ru- one rushing touchdown in X amount of games in our defense. I told you last week I was stupid enough to put money on the thing. Irish fans were feeling good. People were buying undefeated t-shirts. Everybody was, life was hunky-dory, and we believed, I think most people believed that there was a legitimate shot against Alabama. What though the odds? It was tall, it was Bama, but Notre Dame had a chance of winning. And then the first quarter happens, and you realize you're in the death bucket. That's a death bucket game. Last year, you're playing Miami. Josh Adams is running for umpteen million yards on everybody. Life's good. Oh, man, we're undefeated. Uh, We got McGlinchey and Nelson. Everything's awesome. They throw a couple of rocks and bottles at Notre Dame's bus walking into Hard Rock Stadium. And next thing you know, Notre Dame's in a death bucket game. Miami last year was a death bucket game. And the point of those, you know, that 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 description is just that you you get blindsided, just like the chipmunk when they fall in. You had no clue. You're like, wait a minute, man, this is a fucking trick. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was gonna eat. I thought I was gonna get fat, man. I thought life was good, and now I'm gonna die. That's that's the death bucket. Here's my the, to tie this up, and I'll kick it back to you. There is no death bucket opportunity in the playoff this year because the writing's already on the wall. Yeah, you right. can't unless you're the most delusional Notre Dame fan, and there's plenty of them out there. But in but if you're a realist, you can't get caught in a death bucket game this year. So at least there's that. No, no I agree. <laughs> and it's like how do you? And it's like how do you want to die? I mean, great. Um, and, and again, that's not Notre Dame's fault. Every single other college football team, except maybe Clemson, in my mind, is dealing with the exact same fate. It doesn't matter if Michigan has gone on a burner ever since they lost to Notre Dame, which they have. <clears throat> There's a lot of other teams that have done very well. Um, they've stayed in the mix. You know, they put up some big numbers. Clemson's the only team that has been there against Alabama. You know, they've done it against Alabama. They may not have Deshaun Watson, but they've been there. And they they weren't an embarrassment like Notre Dame was. Now, slight caveat, Notre Dame likes to self-flagellate about 2012. But let's be honest, Alabama hadn't won quite as many titles as they have now, right? So you know a lot more now about Alabama than you do, which is why we're all posturing ourselves to say, look... Um, hey, this is all great. And, you know, if Notre Dame runs the table, 12 and 1 and getting smoked by Alabama, that was pretty good. They're already saying that. And you're, to your point in 2012, we're like, well, we got a shot, don't we? We don't. We don't. Yeah. Have a shot. There's no chance of being death bucketed, which is fine. Now, depending on the playoff draw, and we'll get, we'll get the actual playoff lineup, it's possible that Notre Dame makes that game, and arguably that's. Better, or Listen, that's worse or better. It, to if they, they won could win this, one playoff game, if, depending on the draw. Right? If Notre Dame won the championship this year by beating Alabama, it would be the single greatest accomplishment that Brian Kelly could possibly pull off in his entire career ever. True I, or false? I, I would go further than that. If it any, would be one of the greatest co- co- college upset. I mean, if, if do, anybody beats Alabama this year, it would be the most remarkable thing in probably the last 10 years that a college it, football look, coach has done. Jason Kirk at Jason, they are that good at Jason Kirk SBN. Giving a little love to the SB nation here. Okay. S and P plus advanced statistics would take 2018. This is a tweet from earlier today. At Jason Kirk SBN, S and P Plus would take 2018 Bama to beat any previous Bama title team by as much as 11 points. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's the difference. This is not any just... previous Nick Saban title winning team. Twenty eighteen, right? Would, d- doesn't mean that at a minimum is that the most it would beat him by is eleven points. But the but the fact remains, it would beat every single previous and that's championship team. You know, there there and Tua is anybody even close in the Heisman? No, nobody's Maybe, even talking about the Heisman. It's him. Like Murray gets to go get the gift basket. It's just you know? and it's unfortunate. I feel so bad for Brian Kelly. I can't even believe I'm saying this because I was such a dick to him two years ago. Yeah. What else could you do? I mean, look, you finally get things right in you. And this is the year where it, you know, any other year you could have had this going for you and lined up and, and maybe had a shot. This That's is true. But the way I think about it now is like, look, I understand there's probably some people out there that think Alabama is beatable and anything can happen on any Saturday. Yeah, whatever. OK, it's possible. It's going to take possible. an act of God. I mean, but the stats support that they're even better than they have been. And they've been doing this so much now that it, it seems very, very unlikely. But if you just remove them, just take them out and just say it's a given. They get the big trophy, whatever. And let's just pretend that making the playoff is not winning the championship. But let's just say whoever wins and gets to play Alabama is kind of like this de facto champion of everybody else. The fact that Kelly is legitimately in that mix, and I agree with what we said about the peaking thing, when you remove Alabama, I mean, I don't think they're necessarily the heir apparent to be the number two spot. I think Clemson still occupies that, oh, and yeah. I'll agree. I mean, I'll agree with some of the pundits out there. I think Michigan I is a even, really scary I've, team right now. I think now. West Virginia would be scary to play. Well, Oklahoma, but, you know, no matter how you slice this up, I agree. Is, is, Kelly finally put all his ducks in a row and the fact that there's no way for him to get what all the Notre Dame people have made the measuring stick which is the title the fact that it's not even possible kind of sucks I guess that's where I'm going with it I agree any other year it's like championship or bust or someone said you know and Notre Dame's never made the playoff but if someone were to say well at least they made the playoff it's just like this thing like well at least they made the championship game in 2012 and like hey it's listen guy just making the championship game ain't the fucking deal no I agree it's winning it so I, I mean yeah okay 2012 was nice but let's not let's not get it confused here. That's like, oh well, hey, he made the Fiesta Bowl. Ne- never mind that Ohio State ran all over him. In this instance, however, I, I don't know if make. I mean, if you go undefeated, you're going to be in it if you're Notre Dame. But you just how you can't even expect you can't even expect a title. <laughs> even the most demanding of fans, I think, it just has to say, hey, you were in the playoff in the year that Alabama put together probably one of the best college football teams ever. Yeah, no, I and, agree, and, and that I, was all you could do. And I feel that way now. The the sneaky part about that is, if Notre Dame gets to the playoff and Notre Dame does get decimated by Alabama in the playoff, you know, there is a temptation to look back at some of these games a la Pittsburgh, a la Ball State, a la, you know, Northwestern, and say, well, maybe Notre Dame was that fool's gold version again. They but only won these games but by here's, 10. But here's the deal. But what not, did it, would, would it even matter? See, no. that, see, that's the point. It doesn't matter if they went out and beat Ball State by 40, and if they crushed Pitt by 30, and if they look so good in all these other games, they're still not going to be... Bama quality. Well, and there's also not going to not make the playoff, like which is why Kelly doesn't right. really care about it. And I do think that that's why. And if you're nine and zero, winning them all by one point or not, now in the BCS area, like whether Notre Dame deserved to be in in 2012 or not, well, they sure didn't give Bama a good game. But that was a different time. This is the playoff. Regardless, this would be a great stepping stone for Notre Dame. This would be uh, a back-to-back double-digit wins. Kelly sticking around. I think the the recruiting momentum and and everything else. This sets up for potentially. 
putting together a team like Clemson who can actually compete. I agree. Now, it's unfortunate that this is probably one of the best D-lines they're going to have in a while, which is something that you really need. But let's be honest here, man. Dubama is just operating on a different planet. Well, they've changed the and, game and this I, year. And I think it's maybe time to at least start set prepping and setting the stage for like, look. I've hammered Kelly for everything I could possibly hammer him on. I don't think it's fair to just lump this into another. Well, Kelly can't win the big game. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you lost to Bama in the championship. You lost to Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Th- some of those things, I mean, I think we're, dude, they could have won. You know, they could win some of those games. But mm-hmm. this ain't Music City Bowl, man. This ain't Citrus Bowl. This is big boy stuff. And they're close. They're closer than they've ever been this year, probably. I mean, they're a better team than they were in 2012. It just still doesn't matter. I agree. But here's the thing about it. And again, I mean, I think Notre Dame could beat Oklahoma, and I think no, Notre, they I could. think Notre Dame could beat Ohio State. You know, they could. And, and I think Notre Dame could probably. Do you be, think they could beat Michigan? Michigan's beat Michigan big. again? I mean, <laughs> it's a different. It's a well, it's a different Michigan team. I don't know, man. I mean, the, Notre that, Dame the didn't have Dexter Williams or Book either. I, I don't know. The point is, it's it. You're right. It's very foolish to ask Brian Kelly to do anything against Alabama because here's the thing: I don't think Dabo Sweeney can do anything against Nick Saban this year. You know, I don't think Urban Meyer can do anything. And those well, he, are guys uh, who we have vaulted as yeah, they're the upper up, echelon. Yeah. They're in the VIP lounge. You know what I mean? So it, if if I can't demand and that of Dabo Sweeney. Dabo's the only one. Clemson's the only one that could even take a poke at him, I think. Just going to, this is, this is a millionaire's party that you're getting invited to. Just accept the fact that you're take you know you're gonna either rent a car or take an Uber or rent a limo, but you're not driving your own Maserati. Yeah. You're not taking your own Ferrari. Right. You're not you're not you're not gonna valet your own Bentley at this party. You're not gonna go out there and 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 whip out you know uh, pocketbooks with these with these millionaires yeah. and play the same game. You know, you can't just be happy that you're at the same party as them. But you're also yeah like you're, which I've never been in that camp. But where else can you be this year? Well, I have, and let me tell no, you. I mean, Kelly I'm just is saying Kelly, from, look, from from a football standpoint, I've never said it's good enough just to be no. T- but you, you know. don't expect it. To your point, you don't expect it. Here's the story with Kelly. Kelly is rolling. He's the single digit millionaire, and he is rolling up in the Maserati to the party. And then one of these dudes rolls up in like a helicopter. You know what I mean? Like it's just another level. Okay, somebody else shows up in like a like I'm talking like a dual rotor, like Marine One. You know, I'm not talking about like a little cute at your town festival. You get a four minute ride in a scary rusty helicopter. I'm talking like a legit copter. Okay. That's how, that's how, and that's rich, the thing. Pe- that's so, how rich people die. Yeah, yeah, right. So you go to a nice rich people fundraiser and you're like, Kelly's done everything we've asked him to do. And then somebody just goes completely yeah. over. The, these, this yeah. is like Bezos money. Richard Branson teleports in. Exactly. And you're like, Fuck. That dude showed up in a hot air balloon. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, you're yeah. killing me. So, he has a Zeppelin dropping his yacht into the pool next to next exactly. to the party. And then as he walks up, like he hits a button and it just explodes just for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> this sounds like a Simpsons episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just a waste it, you know? So again, and, and that and to be, to be fair, um, it's not just giving Kelly a pass. I'm not asking anybody else to do that. And when you have LSU, when you have LSU go up and and everybody in the college football world's like putting their glue, you know, the, gluing their eyes to the TV, like this is the best shot for Alabama to go down, and they can't even. Sc- I mean, they, they can't, can't do scare. anything. They can't even score. They can't even score. I mean, you know? and, and 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 the way that Notre Dame's offense is like, eh, I mean, it's it's okay at times, but dude, if you if if Northwestern shutting you down to 120 yards, what do you think you're going to run for against Bama? Yeah, I mean, seriously, what do you right. think you're going to run for against Bama? No, yeah, you know. Um, so in that in that standpoint, it's like, look, <laughs> I mean, and I hate to say someone like Westford is. 
teams that can just rack up points would at least have maybe a shot to to you know keep them honest, I guess. I mean, West Virginia would probably be harder for Alabama to defend than Notre Dame, and I hate to say I that. I think Oklahoma would be one of the better matchups just because they have they for can, Notre like, Dame. No, for Alabama, oh. like that. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it just, I just, I'm, I'm just trying to, to really listen. I'm not saying I would buy an undefeated T-shirt if they went 12 and 0, and just pretend that the playoff didn't happen. Yeah, but I'm don't not, put 2018 saying, and 2019. If it's just 2018, you know. But hey. but it's like, look, man, what what are you what are you gonna do? There's can nothing. Notre Dame deny a bowl invite if they go undefeated they, and just would they preserve be better it? off to just lose to Syracuse <laughs> and and just play in play in like a a, a BCS you know New Year's Six bowl? No, I think they're better off winning the last three games by one point squeak not getting into the playoff and playing the top level new year's six bowl and denying the invite they're gonna get i know it. they're gonna I know get they are in. gonna get in okay so is this the is this the real ranking no this right is now? it hasn't come out yet okay, it gotcha. hasn't come out yet. oh the lsu is on there the lsu is probably gonna drop notre dame's gonna be three i don't know what the matchup's gonna be man i mean maybe see like imagine if michigan beat ohio state or beat whoever in the big 10 championship and jumps notre dame to to go see that's what would be <laughs> if they jump Notre Dame to go to third and Notre Dame's in fourth where they got to play first round against Bama, dude, yeah. that sucks. Well, again, but it's, the, is, is it, it that much worse to play Clemson? Even if you, even if you, by a miracle, you beat Clemson. I mean, you're going to be obliterated and, and probably lose even worse after such a tough game, right? Is Notre Dame going to beat Clemson and Alabama in two weeks? At that point, Brian Kelly gets an, I, anointed with chrism at that point. I, I, I mean, would, statue is getting poured Monday or Tuesday. Do you remember there was a guy who Tuesday. said that I needed to apologize to Brian Kelly? I think it was last year, at the beginning of last season. Someone's like, you need to apologize. No. I won't. I won't apologize because this is very of the moment. I mean, that's what our thought process is. Because you know, as we talk about, we are fans. But I am willing to say that um, Kelly has he has touched the entire spectrum of what you could experience as a fan for a college football program. He's given you every single emotion, right? So in that sense, um, you know, he he's gone through every single possible emotional experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in that sense, it's like having a night out with my wife or something. You know, like you every every single possible emotion that you love, can feel. Love to. I want to strangle you. And in one night, you know, you can have that. So, don't think she listens to the podcast this year. So we're probably safe with that one. But yeah, I mean, look, how many times can we say it? Notre Dame, they're not peaking. I don't think Notre Dame's not the best team in the country. They're not the best team of the non-Alabama teams. But is Kelly probably doing everything he possibly could this year with with this talent? I think so. It's an, it's an, I think he's done he's everything do he to, could do. He's going to do enough to get into the playoff. And that's all you could I mean, Which is amazing. You could, I guess, say I would love for them to be ranked third, and so they would play Clemson, and they have, have a chance of winning a game. But, dude, Clemson is still on another level. I mean, yeah. Bama is is one... Clemson is two, and then who? Whoever's third is still so far away. No, they are so far away. No, I, I agree. mean, if, if Alabama's not playing Clemson in the championship again, it's going to be a miracle. I just think that when we when we talk, I, I can't. I have to say this because we have been hard on Kelly, and, here, and it sucks. here's the story: it sucks that he can't do that. This it year. does, it does. But I'm I'm willing to wait and see what happens moving forward because the reality is. 
There are 130 football teams in college football, and Notre Dame is is in the top space. They're in the top four unless something different happens. And I think they're I think, you know, we're very conveniently chalking up Syracuse as a win, which is bizarre to me that that's the scary team left. They're ranked number 13 right now. Aren't they, they? Can, they can score points. I mean, I mean that, Notre that, Dame's going to have to be that their game defense. is not a given by no. any means. However, let's just say Notre Dame makes it through because we've operated on that assumption. Now, the last if couple they weeks. lose that game, I, I mean, you're, you're happy to jump back on the Brian Kelly can't win in November and no, yeah. what the hell. We'll, to- we'll totally. Be, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right on here. And, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, even Urban Meyer. I mean, who cares at this point? Urban like, Meyer doesn't even care anymore. He's not even going to coach next year. And yeah. To your <laughs> earlier point, I don't see the death bucket. It, I, it's very, very possible. Listen, if Notre Dame plays the game get, that you've ro- seen... You can't get rocked into that. <laughs> Anybody that goes into a game, a, a, a playoff game against Alabama or Clemson, more specifically Alabama, thinking that you have a legitimate chance, at this point, it's like, you deserve to get your heart ripped out. Yeah. Because you're an idiot. But the players should feel that way. And that's no, that, no, I fine. mean, look, and they, because they can control it. And you never know. Weird things happen. It could be the greatest game ever played, in which case it'll be a complete miracle. Everybody will remember it forever. They're going to build a, 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 a statue of Brian Kelly. Yeah. And it'll be amazing. And it will be one of the greatest upsets in, probably in history. I agree. But, the, you know, okay, well, but let's not play. I mean, let's. Yeah, and I could have won Mega Millions two weeks ago and never had to do this fucking podcast again. Yeah, for, was, <laughs> for ten bucks a week. I didn't know you're. You an, know? I didn't know you had that much animosity toward it. <laughs> um, but no, I, yeah, it's it's like that to your point, and the, you know, it's the same thing with Syracuse. Like Syracuse is not again, it's not a death bucket game. Um, it's possible that Notre Dame loses, mm-hmm. but here's the good news about Notre Dame this year: in all those games where you start to get that uneasy indigestion Notre Dame feeling like namely Pitt and and parts of the Virginia Tech game they really did come back and they righted the ship very quickly um, and and they got it figured out and they they always have this way of making the close games feel so so far you know by the time they even Northwestern you know yeah they won they're tied at halftime and they win by 10 and it's it's pretty ho-hum at the end of it but don't you feel like they beat Northwestern by like 20 like Ryan Kelly has a way of making a 10 10 point win just feel like you you really trounce somebody and that's certainly not what happened, but you know, you, you just brought up the box score here. And I mean, the difference makers, Ian Book, I don't think we really need to go into that. The, the accuracy did not start that well. Um, I do not blame Notre Dame for not running in this game. You're right. The interior line thing has got something funky going on. Notre Dame tried to run in this game, and I do not blame Brian Kelly. Well, I mean, Williams the had, run is not there. had 19 attempts. I mean, they, they you know, I mean, they, the, they look, stuck at it. There, this is not the first time that that interior but run lot, game is not there. But a lot and, of that was in the second half, too, you know. But when that happens, Brian Kelly, in my mind, has carte blanche to go to the passing game. because oh, you're Air McFly. Well, not only that, but you also have Ian Book, who, look, 22. 234, 343 yards, two TDs, no picks. He he's a very viable option. Okay, it's not like you're taking any risk by going. To, and he doesn't throw that deep. To your earlier point, it's just it's very slow and and methodical. It's most of it's underneath. It's 10 and 15 yard passes, and he does them very well. So if at first, you know if at run you don't succeed, pass pass again. I have no problem with that. I really don't. Um, what Kelly's not doing is forsaking the run without even giving it a chance. That's not happening, and that's what Brian Kelly 1.0 was. Yeah. They would give lip service to the run with, like, two carries, and then all of a sudden they're throwing it all over the field. Dexter Williams got his chances in this game. And 19 carries is not a small amount. It just wasn't going. He did have a really nice 19-yard run right when Notre Dame needed it. They really needed that run to kind of seal the game, and that was great. 
But for the rest of it, it was pretty anemic. And um, But again, I do not fault Brian Kelly for forsaking the run. This was not the whole RTDB, bang the drum kind of thing. That was how you beat Northwestern. It was wide open to pass against that team. Yeah. That's how you beat them. They did. The brilliant bootleg at the end. Great call. You know, it's the second time now we've seen Chip Long seal the game with a, just a really fantastic yeah, offensive call. Yeah, what was the other one? Was the throwback to the tight end? Yeah, yeah. So that's really comforting to see. Like, we're doing stuff that's, very, you know, they, he's got something in his pocket each game that's a surefire. You know what I mean? It's a guaranteed winner. And I like the fact that he was able to pull that. It was kind of a ballsy play, but I like the fact that it worked. Um, so there's nothing to be mad about here. I mean, again, we may have been the people in the past it's, that are like, well, Notre Dame should have won this game 50 to 20. No, no this, this is, is fine. It, this it, is totally it, fine. It should be a comfortable 12 and 0. The, yeah. With very, it just, it's like a game is a microcosm of the season. There are various points in Northwestern and, and Virginia Tech and whatever and the, where you're like, oh, come on, man. Don't do this. Don't, don't do this, man. Don't, don't shit a game. You know, and there were various points of the season. But at the end of the day, at the North, Notre Dame comfortably beats Northwestern. This should be a comfortable 12 and 0 season. It just should and you know that just don't get your hopes up too much. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we'll be rooting for Notre Dame. It would be great, to, but you got to put yourself in the in the 8-year-old sitting on the floor watching watching a 4x6 sure. aspect ratio game on, on a on a color TV, yeah. you know, of just living in your childhood fantasy because that's what winning uh, the playoff is going to be this year. It's a fucking pipe dream. Well, and it, if you go into it, it with with just knowing that and hey, I'm not going to be an absolute dick about getting smoked by yeah. Bama because everybody would. There's legitimately no chance. That's an unrealistic expectation. I'd love for Notre Dame to be there. They're just not yeah, they're the, not going to be. The bar has been raised in college football. I think in a way that we that we see maybe every ten years, it, the game elevates to a whole nother level. It you has just not got been your there. first F sixteen, and they roll out the Raptor. What yeah. are you going to do? It, it, and you're like, hey, it doesn't mean that the F sixteen didn't cost multiple We're millions like, hey, of dollars. We finally got surface to air missiles. They're like, we just got stealth, bitch. Yeah, game over. It, it's totally another level, and that has no fault of Notre Dame. They've done everything they could this year. They're in great shape. So yeah, I mean, we we can only say it so many times well here's here's a uh, at the current ranking just came out alabama one clemson two notre dame three michigan four yeah so that they're liking that narrative aren't they god what if michigan beat alabama oh give me a (laughs) okay i would take back everything i said is there is there a worse thing that could possibly happen no there wouldn't be a worse thing would you rather lose would you rather lose by 20 to Alabama or have Michigan beat them by one? What if, okay, what if Michigan beat Alabama and then Notre Dame is playing and Notre Dame beat Clemson? Because that's how it would frame up, right? Yes. It would be, oh my gosh. And then what, would you be nervous if, if miraculously Michigan beats Alabama, Notre Dame beats Clemson, and then you're playing Michigan in the title game? Then they would have a chance to win. Yeah. Oof. And then that would be even worse. I'd rather I'd rather get smoked by Bama than lose to Michigan in the title game. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true too. All right, folks, we appreciate everybody listening. Indie Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. Everybody that checked out the uh, Northwestern rivalry trophy story, I don't think anything ever materialized out of that. No, it's not. It's not back in actual no, no. changing hands yet. Cool story right. though. Keep it going. Next game is uh, Syracuse. No, they play Florida State. 
Florida's next game is Florida State. That's right. Yeah. Which, again, That's we've right. said so many things so many times this year. Like, I just, you guys, Florida State is in my top three hated teams. We don't have to go down that whole thing because that's like a that's like a bi week filler post that we do every year. Who, who, which teams you hate the most? But Florida State is like, oh yeah, well, just give them, get past Florida State. Yeah, okay, you know, just get beat them. Team rankings and, and then we play Notre Dame a ninety three. What is it? Ninety three percent chance. I'm of winning telling this game? you guys, the chop. I mean, some of the memories, some of the memories I have of Florida State. I just there's no way that I can just jump over that game like it's nothing. It, no, it's listen, so hard. For Florida me to State do that. has the same chance of beating Notre Dame as Notre Dame has of beating Alabama. Absolutely zero. It's bizarre. And as long as as they can appreciate that, their fans, and as long as we can can accept that, then hey, nobody needs to fall in the death bucket. Yeah. I mean, that is. Go eat an acorn on the ground and survive for another day. Don't get greedy. Don't try to stick your face into a whole five gallon pail full of sunflower seeds because guess what? Yeah. But all the numbers support that Notre Dame's going to beat them. All the numbers support it. And Syracuse Bloody. is Syracuse is the last game. It, it's look, the world has been turned upside down. Well, USC, uh, the, the, Syracuse would be after after FSU. <laughs> no, I'm just saying Syracuse is the last game that numerically or statistically Notre Dame needs to care about at all. It's the last game that looks like Notre Dame, you know, could have a challenge as Syracuse. And um, I I don't. I'm I'm walking around like is this real life? I'm I'm you know it's like oh auto check for Florida State and auto check for USC, um, but that maybe I'm showing my age. You know maybe there's some young Notre Dame fan out there who's like Florida State's never been good. I mean yeah they used to be. They used well, to be they really won a really title good. In what 2014? Yeah, and that team was really stout too. Yeah, maybe that was kind of the last like yeah. kick up a notch for college football because that team statistically was unbelievable. It might have been 2013. Okay. that they did that or. No, you're right. 2014, because Notre Dame played them. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, it's the same story here. Look, I mean, uh, Kelly's doing everything he can do. I I gave him a double thumbs up, but I also gave him kind of a, sorry, buddy. You gave him a BK Homeboy yeah, I gave, peace I sign? Yeah, I gave him a BK Homeboy peace sign, um, which is a seal of approval. But I also, I, I, I don't feel for him personally about what might happen in the playoff, because it's going to happen to anybody. No, it's going to happen know, to anybody in the sport. It's just unfortunate that it he's is. finally got shit put together. Yeah, and, and for no, I mean, you know, it's just there's there's no end game there. There's there is right. no there's no light at the end of the tunnel this year. Yeah, other what, than a freight train. Totally. And what needs to change is like it's not about hey you need to execute on the field. It's like in order to compete with what Bama's Bama's doing, it requires a complete rethink of your program. They, they would have to pull. <laughs> and they're not going to do that have in three to weeks. Put together the most gangster game plan ever. Plus just, talent. I mean, and just what I mean, you have to do something that you have not shown on film anything all year. You'd have to roll out something so different, dude. We were talking about in an article about Minka Fitzpatrick or something a couple of years ago. They were talking about like Bama was calling out the fucking plays that their opponents were going to run before yeah. they even ran them. They had scouted so well. They knew everything like, oh, this guy's going to move in motion here. They're going to do this. This guy's going to go the flat. They're going to try to go over the top. Hey, I'm going to just go stand right here and wait for the interception. Yeah. Pick six. Okay. If you're going to go on a triple option rant, I'm just going to go home. Is that okay? That wasn't a triple option rant. <laughs> you just said you have to do something completely different. And then oh. I was just like, okay, I got to go. All right. Well, hey, get your ass out of here, man. I don't want your germs <laughs> in my house anyways. Uh, speaking of which, do you see that Clemson had three, three Three hundred yard rushers in that game. Three one hundred yard rushers. Three one hundred yard rushers. Well over it. Okay, talk about yeah. Talk about utopia. But I we know had it was Louisville. Two fifty yard fifty yard rushers against Northwestern. Three guys well over hundred yards rushing. Your boy Clemson. Dabo. 
That is, man. It's your boy Dabo. All it right. Is. All right. Let's keep uh, keep fighting the good fight in Notre Dame. Nine and zero, looking like an undefeated regular season, which you can't be mad about. No, I certainly will not be mad. Brian Kelly two is on a uh, on a hell of a run, and uh, so far so good, man. No setting doubt. up uh, setting up for at least a playoff entry. You know, be in it. That's that's good. That's, that's late. That's late in the year, to, or that's early in the year to be watching Notre Dame football. I mean, people are yeah. gonna be watching them prime time. Like yeah. you know, it's great. And even then, I'm, like I'm almost willing to give a pass on the <laughs> Notre Dame can't win the big game. They haven't won a major bowl. Brian Kelly's never won a major bowl game. I mean, what are you gonna do? I know. What this year? I know. I mean, what are you gonna do? And part of that's just to remove the expectation so, and just be so, able to enjoy it that, because we well, all want to enjoy it's it. that too. I know that's kind of. That I know that's kind of defeatist. But at least if you go in with absolutely zero expectation, you, and then you could at least be pleasantly surprised. I agree. Versus, I agree. Versus, versus putting yourself in a death bucket situation, why even go there? Yeah, but that's, a, that's the thing. This is not 12-0, and 0, and then all of a sudden all dreams and realities are shattered in yeah. the first half of the yeah. game. It won't happen because we've been there before. That's the good news, right, is we're all older and wiser. And if Notre Dame makes it, you're able to just enjoy it. And if you're like, oh, shucks, you know, Alabama is who they we thought they were all year. Um, it's it's just a fin- it's a fantastic season for Notre Dame. It really has been. Now, I'm not saying, it, look, I'm not counting the chickens before they hatch. They do have three more games. Um, There's but no, we're running out of people if, that if look like they, they can beat them. If they lose one of these games, it's because they got out coached or stepped on their dick. I mean, what else is there? The, yeah. None of these teams are more talented. There, yeah, there's no statistical thing. I mean, USC's got talent and Florida State's got talent. And they both got trash head coaches. Yeah. So, and Syracuse has a pretty good head coach, just no talent. So, yeah. I mean, not and, no talent, but I mean, it's not, well, it's not Notre Dame level. You know, they're kind, of the, they're kind of one of the darlings of this year. I see they're ranking another 19th. Um, you know, but. That's nifty. That's neat. Yeah. But they're going to get a win against Louisville. So, there you go. You know, they'll be in good shape. All right. Alrighty, that's all I got, man. Appreciate everybody listening. Indy Fan Radio, one foot down. Peace.